What the fuck's up? Grunge Bible's back, boys. Welcome back, everybody. It is that time of the week again. The Grunge Bible podcast is pulling back into the station. This is episode number 34. My name is Chris Salona. Ethan Shalloway, you are with me once again, as usual. What's going on? Chris, I'm doing pretty well. Um, It's Monday. It's a really nice, brisk Monday. Uh, It's like 55 and sunny, I think. So feels really good. Um, Had a pretty... Another normal weekend, nothing crazy. Um, I worked on Saturday, but next weekend is uh, daylight savings. I'm pretty sure. Fall back. Are you prepared for that? I fucking hate daylight savings, and <laughs> even I, though I just, we get we save an hour, I don't care. It gets dark we, at like three thirty p.m. Who likes that? Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> you know, right. and, and like, well, it's it's a catch twenty two because you know I get up in the mornings and my my work day starts at like you know six thirty in the morning. So the last last week or two, it's been dark for the first like hour hour and a half of my day. But I'd much rather wake up in darkness than you know, walk out of the house to go throw the garbage out at 4 p.m. or go to the gym at 4 and have it be pitch black. Like, that's that's no fun. I don't like it. You know, it's just depressing. We need the sun. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's yeah, like, dude. It's always just like it's, the song it's back, goes. You know, it's, it's like, true, though. There's nothing like finishing yeah. work and having an hour or if you finish work, go right to the gym. You don't have any time. It's not healthy. It's, uh, You're not, you don't have any yeah. sun time. But you know what? Um, similar to you, it's a really nice day here today. Um, it pretty much rained all of last week, but the weather finally broke yesterday. It was crappy, yeah. And uh, we're welcoming in. We're recording this on November the 1st. So uh, the 11th month of the year is being rung in in style here. It's about, you know, 56, 57 and sunny. Nice little wind. All the, all the trees are uh, magnificent colors. So, you know, really... In that regard, not much to complain about. In many other regards, uh, I'm just grumpy today. So you know, if I'm if I'm in a shitty mood, uh, you know, I I apologize. But it didn't have anything to do with uh, trick or treaters last night, did it? No, like I, I live on the third floor, so I mean, if any if any <laughs> trick or treaters are, you know, if they're they're shit out they, of luck, you know, I got nothing yeah. for them. Yeah, or they know that you live up there, and they're just. Uh... You know, friends stopping by, which is also cool. But yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll just blast my wave by Soundgarden. Like, don't come over here and piss on my gate. Save yeah. it, just keep it off my wave. That's what I should have done yesterday. That would have been, uh, would have been prime. But nevertheless, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we got a nice week ahead of us. Uh, going roll, coming off of day, it's actually something you'd coming off of ha- your favorite Halloween holiday going right into daylight savings this is just prime yeah it's like time, the one baby. two punch they're uh, first <laughs> like they're both punches below the belt and they happen in rapid succession of one another the only redeeming factor about halloween was uh we were able to get a lot of really really good uh grunge and grunge related costume submissions uh, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people dressing up as kurt cobain uh had some chris cornell in there a couple of a couple of lane uh dresser uppers as well and maybe some grohl action in there but you know it's good stuff, you know. I, I guess you know if, if if other people can have fun with it, I shouldn't, you know. Uh, if it's fun for them, good for them. But it's not fun for me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's okay, right? Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, 
Oh, but the good thing is now we've officially moved into Thanksgiving prep. I don't know. I'm sure that you're one one who puts uh, Christmas music on right after Halloween, right? <laughs> Another Honestly, thing the hate. older I get, the more tempted I am to do that. Uh, I thought yeah. about it, but I, I try to wait until after Thanksgiving. Uh, but then I try, huge... I try to enjoy Christmas. I like Christmas a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Thanksgiving guy, too. Yeah, so no, I'm I, like, know, I know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. I, I just got my ticket to go home. I have to be home with the family. I'm just, for some reason, Thanksgiving is such a... I'm very thankful in my life, so I think that's why it resonates a lot with me. So I love the family time. Um, I got a niece that I need to meet. My brother had a they had a kid, so I'm, I'm ex- I have to go home. These are so, exciting times. Yeah, so Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be good times. But nonetheless, what are we talking about today? Where do you want to start, Chris? Well, like any good podcast journey in Grunge Bible Land, we start at the most critical juncture, and that is uh, we have to thank the people that make this podcast possible. So as we know, last week uh, we had a couple of new individuals join the. Uh, uh, join the team for the top-level Patreon supporters. Uh, so right now, our roster of top-level supporters stands as follows. And we can thank our number one fan from Australia. We can thank Fuck Soup. And additionally, the tried-and-true members of Jamie Lynn, Victor Schaefer, Shannon Gorgone, Sonny Mashburn, Marianne, Laura Nyrene, Jade Mercado, Release, Alexis Shannon, Sue, and Kayla Jean. And additionally, we did have an individual after last week's episode uh, join up uh, on the middle tier of our Patreon. So we want to send a special thank you out to Bryant Castillo-Fajardo for uh, for hopping in the mix here and uh, helping us to put these podcast episodes out. So another week, another individual who's decided to uh, support the cause yeah. here. We got a nice little streak going each week. It seems like we pick up one more person. And and listen, if you're out there, if you're out there listening, and like you know you, you know can't commit to anything. But we got three levels, and um, it's it's all support based. So we, we right now don't have, you know, too much too much too many incentives beyond uh, you get to support Grunge Bible and you get your name said. But other than that, you know, there's like the smallest ones like two dollars a month. I mean, that's like less than most coffees at any coffee it's a shitty store, cup of know? coffee at a shitty coffee spot once a month once that's a us month. that's grunge bar that's our new tagline chris we Sh- are <laughs> cheaper than a we, shitty cup of coffee <laughs> we are we are we are the shittiest cup of coffee that you can get once a month so think about it like that guys think of how endearing two that is. i mean who, yeah. who doesn't want to be a part of that and the nice thing is you pay two dollars you get four episodes in a month so that's like yeah. 50 cents so you're getting four shitty cups of coffee in a month called grunge bible and it comes dark and black there's no cream there's no sugar that's as it. it should be it's ordered that's one new, way that's our we we are chris that's our new thing we're we're a shitty black cup of coffee yep you know and what you're i love getting. it you know, and you, you know what disappointed yeah you know what Caffeine's like the biggest commodity in the world. So everybody drinks oh, it. So, that you know, truth. you know, you want to get aboard the old uh, Grunge Bible coffee train that we are now. So absolutely. So uh, I, like I, that. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Now, before we get into the uh, the main offering, uh, which is that shitty cup of coffee uh, for this episode, uh, we have uh, we, we have a we have a message in the uh, in the fan mail inbox. So I'm going to read this like over this. the air. Uh, we got this email uh, r- literally right after we had recorded last week's episode. We had this one. So we're circling back to it now. Um, and we got a message uh, and it reads as follows. Hey, guys, just thought I'd send an email to say how much I love the social media pages you guys have. I stumbled across the Facebook page originally and then found the podcast you guys do. I travel twice a week for work, and I found the podcast interesting to listen to. As a young person, I wasn't around to hear the songs when they were first released, and I love how you guys talk about different bands and what songs you rate. 
I'll be tuned into next week's podcast, so maybe do a little shout out to Adriana. Well, Adriana, we're ho- we hope you're listening today. This is your shout out. Uh, we got your message right after we recorded last week, and we couldn't let another week go by without shouting you out. Chris, that's an absolutely beautiful message. That you was know, fantastic. Just, and there's I mean, more. That, that really, that really, uh, yeah. you know, puts you in the mood to podcast. I mean, that like, I mean, I, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy getting on the horn with you, but you know, that's great that people actually listen and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, so want to hear it. So, if, you know what, If you like the first part, you. yeah, if you like the first part, there's more to this fan mail. Come uh, on so now, the, give it the, to me. The second act, let's lock Come and load on. here. Loving the fact that Soundgarden are the hot topic at the moment, who doesn't love them? And also, just a thought, in my opinion, but how great is Mike McCready and how great are his solos? Mm. Call Me a Dog is beyond my favorite. Anywho, you guys are awesome, and I'll be monitoring your Facebook page as always. Stay cool, Adriana. Um, absolutely, that. Soundgarden and Mike McCready. Uh, I mean, come we on. Do it. it doesn't get we better We could do an episode that. on that. We could do an episode. I mean, we yeah, have, fuck whatever know. we were talking about. Let's just talk about Soundgarden again and Mike we talk McCready. about. We talk about Mike McCready a lot, we um, do. as far as as far as his uh, showmanship on stage, and obviously off, and I believe uh, the beautiful facial hair that he has. Some sported. savage mustachery back when he was uh, but a lad back in the yeah. early nineties. I'm a little, I'm a little dis- disappointed, Chris, that you went and shaved your beard completely off for November. But I guess you're doing. <laughs> are you starting fresh for no shave November? Is I haven't why? decided yet. So I, I I hate beards, and I grew one for yeah. for last month for Squattober. Um, and, uh, as soon as that was over, I shaved it off. I, I enjoy the clean shaven look right now. Um, we'll see, you know, I do. I, I love a mustache. It's just, there's nothing. I would say it's November. I, I yeah, got like, mine going. If you are, if, if you're a guy or if you identify as, as a male and, and you have the ability to grow facial hair, I mean, there's not much, there's not much, there's not a better option that you can do to build your character than to, you know, to grow a mustache in my opinion, in terms of right. things that you can do to your appearance. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, but there's a discipline in a, in a mustache yeah. lifestyle that you need to accept. I totally agree. I think is very important. And speaking of, let's not brush over the facts. So Chris just finished Squattober, and he uh, knocked out knocked it out of the park, went 550 on everybody. And I got one question for you, Chris, and that is, when you were down in the trenches, what song were you listening to? What was your song of choice for this, this year's Max Out Day? Because... That's really all that matters. We talk about this uh, quite a lot, that music is good for lifting. So what, what was in the earbuds? It is wholeheartedly important, and I'm glad you asked. So historically, my go-to Max Out song is uh, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Um, yes. But this year, as a matter of fact, I made my way over to some Audio Slave. And, oh uh, damn! Yeah. I was hoping I was hoping Primus, dude. So I was if, hoping, if I remember correctly, um, obviously, you know, when you're when you're in the fog of war, the memory is not the greatest. But if I remember correctly, I think "Light My Way" was the song that I was listening to uh, when when that weight went down into the hole and when it came back up. But uh, you, you will be happy to know that John the Fisherman is on the playlist that I was listening to, um, and I believe I believe I was able to listen to it. I had some helmet on there as well. Um, some love battery, obviously a lot of rage against the machine, a lot nice. of sound garden. Yeah, I got rage. my day going with uh, slaves and bulldozers, and oh, um, yeah. searching with my good eye closed naturally. I mean, you just you, you yeah. can't start anywhere else, in my opinion. Yeah, that that is a, that is a great set list right there. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I know. Usually the war pigs. Actually, I saw I saw camp on uh, Friday night. The band. Yes. 
And believe it or not, they were playing a song, and then they broke it down, and they went into the beginning to War Pigs. <laughs> I would not expect folk. that from camp. No, and it was so funny because I was there with one of my friends who had he, – he's a heavy heavy metal guy. And it oh. came on, and as soon as like it went to the high of the – and I was like war pigs and I was like Dana. and I was like yeah. oh we like freaked out we're like what and it was like you know the backup the backup guitarist had like super long hair a big hat and a beard and it was like he was waiting the whole night to sing the opening like you know intro the first couple you know intro paragraphs and it was it was awesome they didn't That's they didn't incredible. go like too deep into it but it was it was pretty sweet I love I love when like folk bands or different bands play like oh, absolutely total different genres like that yeah. so pretty cool Hundred percent, and you know, and kind of, kind of speaking to that, uh, you know, as as we get ready to to brew this shitty cup of coffee and serve it up to all the listeners out there, the water's um, hot. The water's yeah, hot. I mean, we're we're going to be talking about a man, a musician, a songwriter, an all around good guy who uh, certainly throughout his career has not um, shied away from venturing into different areas and has not shied away from expressing himself across time and space. Uh, and by the time this podcast comes out, um, the the uh, um, the, the main subject of this podcast episode will be one week old, and that is none, nothing else other than... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Jerry Cantrell's new up. album, Brighton. Hell yeah. Wow, it took us... We went about 15 minutes without letting the people know what we were talking about I there. know, yeah, we were really, really <laughs> holding them on there. We were uh, so. building that suspense there. But the, the cat's out of the bag. We're going to be talking about Jerry Cantrell. And it's funny, you know, with... With all of the all of the talk that we do naturally about Alice in Chains and certainly about Wood, obviously as you have to, um, you know, we we've spoken about Jerry a good bit, but we've certainly never given him his due to have his own episode. And now's the time. And um, you know, he's just—it's really incredible to me how remarkably consistent he's been for you know 30, 35 years at this point, mm-hmm. and how just everything he does is just seems to be good. And this album is no exception. Now this album uh, came out October 29th. So by the time we're everyone's listening to this, it'll be at least a week old. This was his first solo album since 2002's degradation trip. Uh, and it's his third total because uh, uh, he led off, I think in 1998 with boggy depot. Um, but it's, it's just incredible how timeless all of his music, particularly his solo stuff is. And, um, how cohesive really all three of these these albums are but you know we wanted to talk about brighton a little bit today because i was certainly excited when i found out it was coming out and uh and i think there were there were three singles that had come out uh prior to the album's release but now it's all out and uh i think it's time that we talk about it but ethan what are what are your thoughts about the great jerry cantrell oh man him as a person um and an artist and all, all of the things that encompass jerry cantrell um oh yeah it's no secret that we love him. He's probably, um, probably my favorite guitarist from from the uh, the Big Four. I think I like his, I like the work that he does on all this stuff. I was gonna say my my initial reaction to the album after listening it all the way through. I put it on Saturday. I've only listened to it um, about one time fully through, and then um, a little bit earlier today. And I'm and I don't, not to be taken the wrong way, but this album I feel like fits really fits well into the landscape of today um as it does you know 30 years ago i feel like it's not it doesn't see it's not outdated but it's not like i guess predated like it doesn't feel like he's stuck in the past like i feel like it, it does a really good job of mixing 
um, like just vintage Cantrell, as we like to say, like it's got, it's got his harmonies, it's got his guitar riffs, but then it has like, I don't know. I just feel like, I I feel like I should, I should hear it on the radio. There's a bunch of songs that I feel like I should be able to be played on just like a regular radio and that people, um, nowadays, I feel like everybody should listen to this album and, you know, you don't need to be a diehard, um, AIC fan to really, you know, understand what's going on. Um, does that make sense? Do you, would you agree? Do you think it like fits the landscape today? I don't know yeah, why. I, I don't know why I it just totally came to me. And I was like, I mean, certainly the modern rock landscape and and something about Jerry Cantrell. I think you know for some reason, like when I was when I was younger, when I was first getting into like grunge rock and particularly Alice in Chains, and I guess just music in general. I always had this assumption when I was younger that you know whoever like the lead vocalist was was probably the individual who was writing the music and writing the song. So I remember there was a point in time where you know, I had learned that Jerry Cantrell was actually, you know, the chief songwriter of Alice in Chains. And he wrote a lot of the lyrics, even though Lane sang a lot of it. And I was, I was shocked and I was impressed. Yeah. And, and, and I think anytime, you know, one of these artists come, comes out with a solo composition, especially this one, you kind of take a minute to take stock and just reappreciate how talented they are. And it's kind of like, um, with Chris Cornell, he had such a good voice that you forget how good of a writer he was. And with Jerry Cantrell, he's such a good riff writer and, and writer of music that you forget what a good lyricist he is. And and also his voice. I mean, his voice is is so cons- – he sounds so similar. Yeah. And he sounds so good. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's luck or if it's a deliberate ch- – whatever it may be. But, I mean, he sounds – he just sounds timeless in my opinion. I mean, he's – you know, he's – He's 30 years past when Dirt came out, basically. He's 29 years past Dirt, you know, and, and he still sounds great. And and I totally agree what you were saying about how I think a lot of these songs, I could hear them having their place right alongside all of the, you know, generic FM, <laughs> FM radio tunes of the world. Um, and it is interesting because Jerry Cantrell growing up, um, you know, it's, it's fairly well documented, a lot of his musical interests, and he had a lot of country uh, you know, country influence, you know, back in the, you know, when he was growing up yeah. in the 70s and the 80s. And you can definitely hear, hear a lot that. of country yeah. influence on this one, especially I think um, Atone, the, the first song on the album right. was also the first single. And I mean, that one had a lot of country influence into it. I mean, it has a lot of, you know, there's just acoustic guitars. There's, you know, some steel guitar, some pedal steel, you know, slide guitar, different things like that. And it was really interesting because I, I don't really know that he's, um, you know, experimented in that way before on a record. Um, so it's just kind of cool how he's blended a lot of styles. I mean, fuck, the last song on this album is a cover of an Elton John song. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because that's another one that Jerry, Jerry apparently is a lifelong Elton John fan. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool. He got to pay tribute to the man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I forgot about that till you said that, um, that it was a cover, um, so I'm I'm excited to go back and give it another give it another listen. But yeah, totally the western the western rock uh, theme is is in there and um, yeah, done really well. It's not too much for me because usually I don't really like you know that I don't really like western rock all that much. Really. Right, and I know yeah. you're not a you're not a country. Not a, although I'm not yeah, a fan not of a, modern country pop any you know right. I think it's all bullshit. But right, um, yeah, I I think one of my one of my favorite songs. Um, is gonna have to be like I said. It's it's all very. I've only listened to it about one and a half times through, but I really enjoy Prism of Doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just overall, it has a really good upbeat kind of 
melody to it and just like the riff and everything is just really like the whole the whole album is really uh quite i don't know up tempo in a way i mean it doesn't get it doesn't it doesn't really drop out too much um which i think i like i think i I think i like that uh kind of i mean the album is called brighton so you know i guess it fits it fits the whole mantra i haven't i haven't read too much about what he said about the album have you done any reading yeah um, i've I've done a little bit and i mean you you hit the nail on the head and it's interesting i mean obviously the music has done its job where if you haven't read anything you know about what he's been yeah. saying about it so he he's done some press fits, about yeah. it and you're exactly right i mean the album is called brighton and, and you know um he did it he did an interview with consequence I, I i'm assuming probably around last week and you know, he just he was just kind of talking about the album, and he, he said that it's a journey up through darkness to get to light, and obviously mm-hmm. with Brighton. And then this particular song, um, Prism of Doubt, speaks a lot about that. And I think in the second verse, he's like, you know, I can't believe how far we've come, and I want to keep trying, which is really, you know, it's always interesting to me with someone who's as well-traveled as Jerry when you can That's kind of really compare and contrast. Yeah. yeah, because like what he's writing now versus some of the themes that he was discussing on his first solo album or with AIC – where you he's know. been. Yeah. I mean, the history that he has as a person yeah, and what he's probably alluding to, like, yeah, like you said, he's 30 years removed from dirt and the life events in between there are vast and something that as a 27 and a 25 year old that we just are not going to understand until we have 30 years under our belt of doing something. That's, that's really quite, um, you know, that's, it's, it's always, I enjoy thinking about that. I enjoy thinking about, um, Jerry writing an album and kind of, I mean, just basing it off of 30 years, 40 years of, you know, life content to produce today's album. Yeah. So that's cool. I agree a hundred percent. And that's something that shines through with this album for me is just the, the perspective that it brings. And, and I think, you know, only until I think you've, you've traveled that journey as Jerry has, and as a lot of these songwriters have, can you really write about or understand, you know, just that compare and contrast of, of dark and light and, you know, fighting through the dark to get to get to light. I mean, the, the title track Brighton, which is probably my favorite, um, you know, my favorite song on the entire album uh, in the second verse, you know, he's, he's pretty much, he's kind of talking about this whole thing, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of weird. You get through hard times and you just, you're always aware of, you know, what put you into the darkness. And the second verse in there, um, it's got the lines and it says, better angels, but you don't pray. Push back on the darkness in which you damn well like to play. And I think that's that's something that people talk about a lot of times or it's if you overcome something. And I think a lot of times with addiction or, or just different vices that you may have, there's always a part of you that wants to go back there. And I mean, that's why it's so powerful. And, and I think that that line, you know, um, push back on the darkness in which you damn well like to play. Like you're aware of it and, it, and and it's it's a very real thing for you. And and I think for Jerry too, with all that he's overcome in his life and all he's experienced, it's it's really interesting just to hear him, you know, kind of blatantly identify that as just being something about it. But still, with the theme of the album is kind of you know, bright. I mean, the song that song is bright, and you know, and it's just yeah. it's it's really it's really really interesting. And that's always what what draws me, you know, towards music is just kind of the message that it conveys and Jerry is no, no stranger to doing that and doing that well. And as we can see here on this album. Yeah. Is he going to have, um, does he have any plans to tour with this, 
this album he does he oh does. yes were you were um were, were you not looking to uh procure some tickets for this yes so i believe jerry uh i think it's called the brighton tour um yeah. so uh, but I, I believe he'll be playing the album extensively i want to say it starts sometime after the first of the year and uh, he comes up towards my neck of the woods in uh in april of 2020 was it 2022 is that that's next year right <laughs> april of 2020 yeah my math is correct <laughs> God, wow. That's, 2022 that's is in like three months. That's fucked no, up. Two, two months. Two months, yeah. November 60 days. We're in the, 61 we're in the 11th. Jeez, yeah. that's crazy. Nevertheless, Jerry will be coming up to, to Boston, which is the closest uh, closest city he'll be making a stop. I, I need to see him. You know, he's just, he sounds so good. He's just, he's so talented, man. Yeah. He's so good. Yep. And the um, now that I, now that we said it, we actually have a friend who, who has tickets um, to see him. So... I'll have to check the calendar and see if he makes it to uh, the south anywhere anywhere around me that I could be able to go see him. That would be pretty fun. Absolutely. Um, that's great. Yeah, yeah but I wonder... it, it is. And similar to you, I, I really need to go back a, a few times and listen with intent. And what I like to do, as we've spoken about, I like to sit down, listen to the music and read along to the lyrics. But um, right. I, I know just, just, you know just um you know hearing wise and just listening to it, a couple a couple of the tracks that kind of stuck out to me um you know obviously we had brighton prism of doubt i thought was was really really incredible as well but then another one that stuck out to me was uh the sixth track and it's had to know and it just sounded like a total rocker and it's even it's even got a little bit of organ in there i think there were three I wrote tracks that down too i wrote that song si- down siren too. song had to know and nobody breaks you i think i heard some organ in all of them which is really cool and I'm all for musicians, you know, experimenting with different sounds and including different elements. I mean, especially, yeah. I mean, he has the organ on here. He has those country elements that we spoke about that certainly, you know, there was no pedal steel in any of Alice in Chains uh, <laughs> songs that, that I'm aware of, at least, you know. So um, it's just it's just really, really interesting how he was able to, you know, create this and he co-produced it. And, you know, it's I, I love it when a guy like this really gets the keys, you know, and he can kind of take it wherever he wants to go. Hmm. Yeah, that is. It's quite. It's it's quite a piece of work. Quite a piece of art. Um, not surprised that he did it again, right? And he gave us something good to listen to. I mean, this is probably, I guess, um, I guess Pearl Jam's album in was it twenty nineteen or was it twenty twenty twenty? It came out, I think, like right, right as the pandemic got underway. Yeah, Gigaton. Yeah. yeah, I guess that was the last thing that came out. So, um, it's nice. Well, to have you some are music. you are forgetting Van Weezer. Uh, how could I forget? Yeah, and I guess Dinosaur Junior also uh, sent that's out that's true. Album, Modest Mouse came. Well, I mean, then then we're I mean, getting you know, we're yeah, getting far off the reservation there. Yeah, you know, I think I think that didn't didn't Mud Honey release something? I think they did. In uh, well, they they just did the thirtieth uh, anniversary of Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge. Right. I think they reissued that with some with some outtakes, but there's not there's not you know, many I'm, left. You yeah, know, obviously. Certainly of the, of not, the big four. I mean, there's yeah. no, I mean, this really doesn't happen this much anymore. Pretty much Jerry and, and Pearl Jam are the only two that can really yeah. stuff with. I am, I am hopeful that we someday are able to hear whatever exists of the, you know, long lost right. Soundgarden album that wasn't finished before Chris Cornell's death. I mean, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm not holding my breath to hear because I don't think Sadly. it's going to happen anytime soon, but I'd, I'd love for that one to come out, but you're exactly right. I mean, I don't think there's anything else really in the Nirvana vault. I mean, Pearl Jam, who knows if they make another studio album, you know, I yeah. mean, they've been at it for there 30 are. years and mm-hmm. same thing with Alice, but you know, I'd, I'd love to hear, you know, another, maybe another Eddie Vedder solo album, just as I, lo- I loved hearing this, you know, I loved hearing a new Jerry Cantrell yeah, album. I was his first say. in 19 years. 
if you could get if you could um you know request another album from to pop up out of thin air what would it be who 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 are we getting to surprise us would it be an eddie vedder solo album or would you want to be of like a group or an individual who is still with us right now um, yeah, they would. Ha- it would okay. have to be re- realistic in the sense that there, there's no one coming back from the dead for this album. But right. somebody like you know, maybe Jerry Garcia, you know, comes. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> um, you know, that's a really, really good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stumped on this. I, I don't. It wouldn't be another Pearl Jam album, uh, honestly. You know, I, no. I, I enjoy their newer stuff, but. Um, I, I think creatively I'm I'm satisfied with the catalog of Pearl Jam that I have to listen to at this day and age with 11 studio albums, a lot of outtakes, demos, and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of live concerts. Um, Alice in Chains kind of the same way. I'm very happy with this new Jerry album, but I guess it would I mean, be cool, you know, if maybe, maybe if Mike McCready did something, you know, maybe if he really let, let those blues rock chops fly somehow or, mm-hmm. you know, if... Uh, or or Eddie Vedder, I guess, but um, or uh, if Dave Grohl ever did something solo, that would be pretty mm. cool. Yeah, <clears throat> which in a yeah. way, the first Foo Fighters demos were were basically Dave solo because I think he played most of the instruments for that. But I think that yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah, Dave Grohl, like Dave Grohl acoustic. I really I love when he when anytime he does acoustic stuff, it would be absolutely. It would be pretty cool if he if he did like. I mean, there's even some songs that I would I would like to hear, but what if he did like um, I was gonna say like what if he did like an old Nirvana album with the current Foo Fighters band? Because sometimes you know he acts like he's gonna play it "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I yeah, mean, like he'll, he'll lead into that, and then yeah, that would be kind of. I mean, it would be obviously we man. Could you imagine the comments we get on that one? If oh if my god, Dave Grohl Hell played would freeze over. if they if they went back and played, you know all the all the hits like they just went and like play, played like a an all-star set lifts or if they just went ahead and played like all of you know never mind or something but yeah uh, man they, people people would hate that for some reason even though i think it would be really cool and David like throwing gasoline be, on a fire yeah but it would be cool to you're right it would be really cool to see hear dave maybe do like an acoustic album or or yeah. with the band i mean another food fighters album is i mean they 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 put stuff out frequent enough that it wouldn't they feel do, like yeah. as so much you, of a you're treat. not really itching for one, you know. Right. Like yeah, exactly. That's part of the mystique of it. And that's why Jerry, I mean, his last solo album was in 2002, so, you know, as I as I developed my Alice in Chains fandom and my grunge rock fandom, you know, for what it is, that's something I was, I was like Jerry, like he's he's good, you know. I I want to hear more from him. And, uh, you know, now we're at the point where we're able to because I I've become quite a fan of his first two uh solo albums uh from 98 and 02 and now it's it's great to have another piece uh you know another 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 horse in the stable so we're excited yeah. about that but yeah it's it's great though because it's like we we're saying it's it's not very often that we get these these new developments in this little little genre that we've decided to uh to hop into so we got commit, we gotta take advantage of our life we, too <laughs> we, <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about them here's something if if one of us passes away in, in our in our eulogy or in our obituary, is Grunge Bible mentioned? Is it that important or what? I mean Like are we known as like the grunge guy? And I don't I don't think so. I hope not. I hope to do nah. things more impactful than this. Yeah. I mean Yeah, you don't you don't need to mention anything about Grunge no. Bible at my That's the thing, I don't I don't like it when like 
a friend of mine or something will mention it to another friend or a uh, yeah, friend I of mean, theirs. I I don't think it's cool. I don't like it when people are like, oh, you, he has this Instagram page that has like thousands of followers. I'm like, it's not it's not cool. <laughs> I mean, Chris, let's be honest. We're pretty bad at at uh, promoting ourselves. And oh, we're boosting terrible. Up. So, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, I don't want to you know, be good it's, at a, that. it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. But like, yeah. I don't think that we we have we have done a really good job of keeping our personal life separate. Which, like I said, may not be a good thing, but um, it's nice because yeah, if I were to pass away, you <laughs> <laughs> it would be uh, you don't need to bring it up. But yeah, well, Ethan, um, I mean, one of us has to go first, so I think today we agree that whoever's still here. Uh, we'll we'll see to it that it is not mentioned. <laughs> yeah, Chris had a really specific rules that he does not want uh, Grunge Bible to be brought up. Yeah, it's just gonna go away. It they'll be like, exist. "What?" They're gonna be like, "What is Grunge Bible?" And you'd be like, <laughs> "It's yeah, already too late." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not allowed to talk about you. It's illegal yeah. for you to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it would be a disrespect to his to his memory if you brought it up. But yeah, um, no, I always I always think about that, and 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 I've had some people just casually mention it to someone else that I'm with. I'm like, I, I don't like when you do that. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a podcast now. I mean, we're only, we're digging ourselves in deeper. Well, yeah. Chris, um, I, I think we, we, we have a group chat with, with two of our, a couple of our closest friends. And it was so funny. We, <laughs> I, for the, for the listeners out there, you guys are really, uh, quite special because even our closest friends, but like, yeah, I was like, Hey guys, like, we want to know, like, what do you guys think about our podcast? Uh, do you guys listen? What do you expect when you hear the Grunge podcast? And be honest. And it's like, yeah, we don't really listen to you guys. Uh, have no desire. Blah blah blah. And well, we're one just of, like, one of those, right, like one of the many good points. I mean, of like we're already friends with you. We already talk to you, so we don't need to. We don't need to hear you hear you talk more. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but yeah, I like to think that. I mean, but Quinn was the opposite. He's like, yeah, you guys have good banter, and I know you, so it actually is a little bit easier for me to listen to. Um, totally. And I think the, the reason I sent that out, because I was, I mean, I was talking to our producer, Drew, a little bit, and I was like, what do people expect when they hear the Grunge Bible podcast? Do they right. expect us to only do album reviews and stuff? Or is it just like, I mean, it's just our podcast, and we, we go by the title Grunge Bible. So that's what I was kind of looking for. Um, but it was interesting because yeah, we it's always we don't, funny. Yeah, because like I know my, I know my parents don't listen to no, my po- no, the podcast. No, no, either. Yeah, like my my mom. Uh, I know my uh, friends. Like it's just like, it's like that meme where at the party's like they don't know that I have a, a <laughs> they po- don't know about this. Thing. They don't know that I have a podcast that's been running for you know eight months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's always funny because I'll have I'll have some friends and I and and, and I have some family members that. If, if this thing ever pops up organically in conversation, they'll say, oh, I have to listen or like, oh, I have to go and buy my sweatshirt. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I know you're not going to do it anyways. So just don't even you don't even have to say that you will. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Oh, yes. That's... But like, I don't I don't want my I don't want my family walking around in grunge Bible sweatshirts. I want all of you, <laughs> the listeners, to be doing that because right. uh, those two groups are mutually exclusive. Uh, no family members of mine listen to this thing. <laughs> And maybe the, you know that'll 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 change maybe, but maybe. I mean we but we do it for our fo- you know the people that follow the page because like my I mean they said they're not too much into grunge so right. they didn't feel like the need to listen to but anyway besides the point I have a funny anecdote from this past since we talked about radio play and I had texted you when it happened um, I was driving to work and I had the local station on and this this noise came on the radio and I was like. Oh, I was like, okay, this 
is bad. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, it sounds it sounds like it's trying to be everything for everybody and all it's doing <laughs> all it's doing is being nothing for anybody. And it was it was so bad. I was like, it was like trying to be like this rap pop and it was on like one of my more favorite stations. Actually, yeah, it was my secondary station, not my not be uh, Birmingham Mountain Radio, but the other one. And um, and lo and behold, I was like, I already know. It's Imagine Dragons. This is exactly this is off the new album Mercury. That if you don't, if you remember from like four four episodes ago, that uh, <laughs> Pitchfork wrote a scathing review. They raked them over the coals. <laughs> and like that's why I said they try to be everything for all people, and they fell short and were nothing for anybody. And it in fact was a song from that album. And I just laughed in the car. I had to text you, Chris, and I was like, dude, I just heard a terrible song on the radio, and I knew it was Imagine Dragons, and I was right this is hilarious and i mean i i totally get it it's like i listened to like half of that song and i was like yeah they're trying to they're trying to fit into the landscape and they're trying to make a quick buck and that's how you make shitty music and it's exactly what it was and i was like i was like you guys you guys suck you guys have gone so far away from the creative process of what you're supposed to be doing as musicians and i mean that's the type of selling out that i hate and imagine dragons mercury put it in the trash delete archive it whatever we want to do but just they should just shed they should just clean themselves clean slate just they shouldn't even have it attached to their name so you know what i did chris i went back and then i switched the radio station and then absolute banger came on i couldn't believe it it was a throwback it was this is how i remind you by nickelback and i had to i put it on the story for grunge bible because it man the build at the end you and never like made the, it as a wise man you know and how it just the the syncopated like stops at the end. I mean that is a great song, and oh I was God. reminded. That's the, how that it nice reminds rolling me. Rolling riff, it's the same chord <laughs> just up and down the neck. It's great. Oh, you only need one chord, Chris. That's I it. Mean, one chord and the goddamn truth. Hey, That's at least it. he's playing chords. That other song that I heard. Yeah, I mean, it's all it was bullshit. All, probably no guitar. There's no guitar to be found. And here's the thing. If you're out Not there right the now, Not the Kroger family. Those guys know how to put exactly, on the Those show. guys know what's up. They know what the fuck is going on. And here's a word to the wise. If you're out there listening. There is some application to this whole Imagine Dragons story that Ethan That's just exactly told. right. He who tries to be all things to all people ends up being Amen. nothing to anyone. <laughs> Preach that. Preach it. You're nothing to nobody. Yeah, so, and you know... Put that on my find wall. What you, find what you like, and that's it. You know. Put that on my. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. If you're trying to be all things for all people, you're going to be nothing for anybody, especially not yourself. Yeah. And then you have nobody at that point. So you might as yeah. well just... Yeah, Stick Drew. To what you know, Drew. Put that on a T-shirt that's going up on the store um, immediately. Don't yeah, be. All, don't try and be all things for all people. That's yeah. good. I like that. It's going to say "fuck Imagine Dragons," probably right. And we'll get Basically, a cease yeah. and desist letter from whoever represents them, and then we'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll engage in a very public feud, and it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have made it as uh, talking heads in the world because honestly, we have let imagined. me tell you, Ethan, we are due for a public feud. Yeah, I don't think we've ever really had one. <laughs> that's probably good thing like we but need we need to have our first feud all right who are we going after imagine dragons i mean it's a good place to start scott stapp <laughs> ah he's had a rough <laughs> go of things we we like we like the stapp we like the, the stapp father yeah what would a good public feud be well let's 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 open this up to the listeners if uh if they have any suggestions about who we can go after because i mean yeah. we're i'm ready for this like, yeah, we'll, I'm excited. We'll give us some suggestions. We'll back up pretty much anything that you guys yeah. want. Yeah, I'll, I'll put my neck out on the line for just about anything, no matter how intelligent or unintelligent it is. So, 
What's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> Control alt delete, Ethan. That's it's like it. A, no it's more like grunge never... Bible. What a shame. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got that off my chest. I yeah, could have kept I, I going. could tell it was that was stewing for a little bit. It had been a, I think you it's two days ago that you texted me that, so it was only natural and only right that we spoke about it today. Yeah, I mean, just uh, you know. Yeah, just exactly exactly how you picture uh, shitty music being made in the industry kind yeah. of thing. Well, you know what that that kind of this conversation has got my uh, you know my heart rate up a little bit. I'm a little riled up, so I think <laughs> yeah, I think before before we close it down, I think we we bring these levels back down with a little song of the week action. If that sounds like a good plan to you, yep, sounds great. <clears throat> I'll let you go first because. Um, I need to quick do a, a refresher. I don't have my phone on me, so usually I look at the most recent songs that I've listened to and liked. So I'm going to have to do this one straight off the cranium, Absolutely. which is fine. Just like the pioneers used to do it. So my song of the week, for some reason this weekend, uh, I guess a little background. I didn't really do much this weekend. I, I don't know, no crazy stories. I slept a lot. I slept like 10 hours one night, and I slept like eight and a half the other night. So yesterday I was I was sitting, sitting home, and for some reason um, – I decided to get really into like Midwest, like emo rock. Like I think oh, sometimes yeah. they call it math rock. Um, so a lot of like, you know, like your modern baseballs of the world. I mean, your American football, like all, all, all those bands. Um, and, you know, that genre has always been like on my to-do list of, hey, I really need to listen to these, you know, these bands and this music because I think I would like it. And yesterday I decided to take the leap. And uh, I started to make a playlist of uh, all of my favorite Midwest emo songs, which is kind of a funny moniker uh, because I lived in the Midwest for a long time. And uh, I don't know that I particularly feel like these encompass the Midwest, but I guess that's why I did not name the genre. But my song of the week is uh, one of these songs I discovered yesterday, and it was by a band that's no longer together, but the band was called You Blew It. And the song Mm -hmm. is called... Song is called The Fifties, uh, and it's from their album called Grow Up Dude. And it's just it's exactly if if you know that type of genre, like the you know, that kind of like not punk, but just like the emo, like, you know, really, really shimmery guitar, like definitely a telecaster with a capo on the second fret. Um, you know, kind of one of those jobs. And it's a little bit of a slower song, but um, you know, I really, really liked it and it really fit the vibe for yesterday. Um, it's just like this weird, you know, well, I guess it's it's not a surprise that I'm really into this because the last couple of weeks I've been listening to a lot of Sunny Day Real Estate, and I think mm-hmm. they were one of the uh, the forefathers of this movement, if you will. Um, so yeah. it kind of it kind of all bookends, but uh, you know, I don't think I don't think I'm going to stop exploring this genre for a little bit. So maybe even next week I'll have another one from it. But for this week, it is the '50s by You Blew It. I love it. I love that genre. Um, I've good been there you. before. Be, uh, is it best? Be careful as it gets darker earlier listening to the emo rock. <laughs> That's the problem, the man. Is some, someone sat in here yesterday at like, I don't know, 545 and I'm sitting on the couch watching the football games. And yeah. next thing you know, you're, you're starting to listen to all this sad music and uh, that you got to watch out for the big sad in the winter, man. Yep. Especially with emo, emo rock and with, yeah. Uh, yeah, with like punk rock. I mean, it's all great. I mean, I love, I love a lot of those uh, Slaughter Beach Dog Exactly. Modern baseball, American football, and yeah, maybe um, maybe some moose blood action going on in there. I mean, there's a lot a lot of good ones out there. Even the the Menzingers are in there too. Duster, oh yeah. a lot of good bands out there. Yeah, there's um, I think uh, did I um, I'm trying to think if I use this as my song of the week, but 
I've, I've hot mulligan is one of my favorite. Yes. Um, you did have bands. a hot mulligan as your song of the week. Yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was going to suggest, uh, you listen to them. Um, not going to be my song of the week. My song of the week is actually going to be, um, a song by Pete Yorn and it's called four Nancy's or four Nancy. And, um, it just, I heard it on the radio again and it has a similar, it's not, I mean, it's not punk, but it has, he sings it in a nice, um, kind of grittier manner. And um, it's just a really, it's been a really great song to kind of catch on the radio. Um, and yeah, Pete Yorn for Nancy. Um, I'll just leave it at that and just hopefully uh, you guys go listen to it and you'll know why uh, I picked it. It's good. Right on. So, well, I think, yeah. Ethan, this has been uh, this has been one good shitty cup of coffee that we've served up to the listeners. That's this ex- week. exactly right. It only costs 50 cents for the week. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, if you, you break it down like if that, break 50 it down, cents a week. You know, I mean, I mean, Chris, you can find that in your couch cushion. I probably uh, you could. Can, you could definitely find that in the center console of your car. Oh, and probably absolutely. Find, probably Without find, a doubt. Yeah, and probably find that double underneath your bed or in the washing machine. So, um, so don't wait. Just go and just go and like, subscribe. You know, help the algorithm. We're all about those algorithms, man. It'll be easier for people to see us. And then, uh, you know, buy yourself a shitty cup of coffee once a month called Grunge Bible. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, uh, I think that does it. The pot's just about run dry for this week. And uh, and we have to go back to the store and get our materials ready. And uh, we got some good stuff coming, though, right, Chris? Get to work on on future brews. It's going to be very, very important. That's exactly right. Um, Yeah. Good episode, Chris. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for being here, man. (laughs) That's great. I can't wait to check up on you next week and do it all over again. Yep. Until eternity, Ethan. Signing off from the Grunge Bible studio. I'm Ethan Shalloway. Thank you, Chris. I'm Chris Salona. I hope you guys had a wonderful time listening, spending uh, the last 45 minutes with us, and uh, can't wait to do it again sometime soon. How about next week? Next week sounds great. Book it. Right. We're, we're doing it. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Take care, everybody. Be well. We're not made of money. No, we're not. All right, let's do this. All right, all right. Bring, bring us in, Chris. All right. <laughs> How now, brown, now cow. brown cow? <laughs> Synchronization. That's important. It's grunge. It's grunge Bible, baby. Let's get this Podcast shit going. Back. Let's pop let's this motherfucker this off. Just like Chris blow- Cornell said, let's set this fucker off. Let's blow this top down. Top off, whatever. Let's roll the top down and take our top off. Maybe we could do a calendar, you know? Grunge Bible yeah. calendar. I got this on my desk. Fuck yeah. Mine's somewhere. I don't know where it is. My this lighter is died, shit. so I got to get another lighter for, for candles. But I got lighters everywhere just in case. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tried and true man. Hey, dude, we're Do we-